You're listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, episode number 16. Welcome to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast. I'm Jennifer Schreckengost. I consider myself a healthy-ish foodie, a wanderlust junkie, a coffee connoisseur, and an e-learning expert, and your host for the next hour or so. So pull up a seat, grab a cup of coffee, and come listen to conversations with real people who are all learning how to eat well, live well, and travel often. Welcome back to the podcast. So today in episode 16, we are going to be talking with Pam Hernandez from Thrive Personal Fitness. So Pam is a personal trainer, so you might think this is a um, eat well nutrition and wellness episode, but actually Pam is joining us for a travel often episode, the very first one. So as I had previously mentioned, we are expanding in season two of the Wanderlust and Wellness podcast into episodes surrounding all three pillars of wanderlust and wellness, which is eat well, which will be the nutrition and wellness episodes, live well, which is all about creating that career around uh, some, what you love, and then travel often, which is all about wanderlust adventures, traveling, even maybe some travel and health, and or creating a career that allows you to travel more often. So as I said, Pam is joining us for a travel often episode, mixed in with a little bit of wellness. Um, Pam owns her own personal training company in Springfield, Missouri, so she's actually not very far from me. She has a wealth of experience with traveling internationally with her husband, and owning her own business and expanding into on and she's expanding into more online personal training has allowed Pam to balance both career and travel. So with that being said, let's just jump right into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, um, we are talking with Pam Hernandez from Thrive Personal Fitness. Uh, Pam is joining us for a travel often episode of the podcast mixed in with a little bit of wellness as well. So welcome, Pam. Hey, thank you for having me. So two of my favorite subjects, wellness and travel. So. Awesome. Awesome. We are, we are alike there. Um, so before we get started, I just want you to like, just, you know, tell us a little bit of your backstory and the journey to where you're at today with your business and your traveling and just, just where you are today. Okay. Well, um, so, so today I'm a personal trainer and health coach and actually I've been doing personal training for, uh, I've had the business for about eight years. We just celebrated our eighth anniversary in September. So that's kind of an amazing thing when you start your own business that you're kind of still here. Yeah. Uh, Before that, I was in banking. Wow. Whole other career shift. We could have a whole other conversation about, you know, sort of shifting gears. Uh Um, So, so that was kind of my life before that. Uh, But I, I switched in 2009 uh, when everything sort of fell apart, oh, yeah, you have yeah. one of those moments where you're like, "Oh, wait, what am I? Why am I doing this? What am I doing?" So, um, but the the travel part of it, I actually did travel for work a little bit when I was in banking, and I hadn't traveled a lot before that. Like growing up, we didn't travel or anything, um, but my husband really enjoys travel, and once I stopped kind of having to travel for work we kind of started looking at travel for fun. Uh-huh. Right? And yeah. so we could, we could really get out there and do kind of the travel that we wanted to do. So he's a photographer and um, he has a travel photography blog and he sells some of his pictures. I call awesome. it his passion, passion job. It's not the paycheck job. 
Um, so, so yeah, so it's, it's both a thing that, uh, it's something that we enjoy together and, and we also have our different reasons for doing it too. Awesome. Awesome. So because you have your personal fitness, uh, or your personal training business, does that allow you to have more time to travel? Yeah, that's a funny thing. I don't know if it allows me to more have more time because you know when you work in a in a corporate job, you have like I had five weeks of vacation. Uh huh. But I would be traveling so much for work that when I had vacation, it was home and home projects, and I don't want to leave the house and all that kind of stuff. So, in a sense, the the uh, the fact that it could be for fun kind of freed me up. And I'm I'm really lucky. I, I've built this practice where I um I I seem to attract like-minded individuals when it comes to travel and they like to go and they like to travel a lot. So when I say, Hey, we're going to be gone for, for a week, they're like, okay, have fun. And I give them their homework and they, they, they know if they need something, they can email or text uh -huh. me. Um, but I did have a client once say, you know, there's probably not going to be a personal training emergency while you're gone. I think I'll be fine. <laughs> there's rarely a personal training emergency. So they're just, they're just really, really good and patient because I leave them homework and they have things to do. And then they like to go off on their adventures too. So they totally understand. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome that you've kind of married, married the two and you kind of created a career that allows for that. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And, and I've been doing more in the, over the last couple of years, I've been doing more online coaching too, which uh -huh. really frees me up because those clients, they, they may never know that I'm gone. Like uh -huh. they, may, they may see me mention something online and that's kind of their first indication that I am someplace else because I'm still seeing what they're doing and they're still getting their workouts. And so that's really seamless for them. Awesome. Awesome. So would you say you came to love traveling because of, you know, your husband's love for travel or was it prior to that? No, I think it was really, that's how it really started. I didn't even get on a plane until I was 25 because uh -huh. he, wanted, he wanted to take a, a vacation and a trip and I'd never been on a plane and that's kind of how it, it started. And it's just the way that he would see the world just became infectious. Uh -huh. And I've really developed that love of travel now too, because I'm really actually very much a, a, a homebody at heart. Uh -huh. And and so at first traveling was kind of hard and it was hard for me to leave behind my schedule and my routine. Um, and then I, I started to realize all the things that I, all the things that I was learning and experiencing and, and sort of an awe of that. And, and it kind of gave me again, some freedom to let go of my routines. I can get really um, rigid, strict with my routines. Uh -huh. I've actually learned to, to loosen up a little bit because of travel. Uh-huh. Awesome. So that remind you're that is kind of like the opposite story of myself and my husband. So I have loved to travel, but but like you, um, I mean, I think I my first airplane ride was in eighth grade on the traditional. I don't know if all schools around the United States that does the eighth grade trip to the to Washington D.C., but we do in this area. Um, and so that was like my first you know plane trip. And then I didn't travel again until I think I was almost thirty. And then from there on, it was just like oh my gosh. But when I met my husband, um, he was very much. Um, he has an excellent work ethic, but he's very much like, you know, I work, he does, he's like one of those people that never uses his vacation days. And then oh. like, once we got together, like we, we travel more and we go, we explore, we do a lot of, um, he's very outdoorsy. So he, we do a lot of visits to national parks across the country. We just got back from Alaska and, um, he actually called me this week and was like, I don't know what you've done to me, but it's time to go. We need to pick another trip. It's time to go. <laughs> He's it's like, time I don't to know go. What happened? But I want to go. Like, what's our next trip? So I'm like, see, like he's 
it's, he's seen, like you said, like he's seen that like, wow, there's so much out there to see and enjoy. And there's like, it's okay to have that life and that enjoyment outside of also working. Exactly. And it's so funny because we're kind of in the opposite space. Um, my husband was um, really kind of into the frequent flyer thing uh-huh. and hacking and some things with that have changed. So like for him, it's not as fun because the game's not there. And I'm the one that's been lately, like, I'm like, where are we going? Like, I want to go to Hawaii. I want to do this. Like, where are we going? Where are we going next? And so it's, it's kind of flipped. Um, but Alaska must have been amazing. That, oh, my gosh. We have not been there yet. That's, like, on the, the ever-growing ever list. Yeah, the never-ending list, right? Right. Yes. So it, that's – I've I've seen – I've had so many family members and, and friends that have gone and done cruises or national parks, and it just looks uh-huh. amazing. Oh, my gosh. It was absolutely amazing. And it's so large that definitely, like, plan to – like you almost need to travel to like different areas and stay for a few days and then go to another area and stay. I mean, and you have like the coastal, you know, scenery and you have the glaciers and then you can go up to Denali. I mean, it was just absolutely gorgeous. Not to mention that when we went, I mean, they're in full fledged fall mode, autumn mode up there and the, the colors, like I love going to Colorado in the fall because I love the, um, the yellow aspens mixed with the pines. But I have to say, even though I, you know, Colorado has my heart, the colors in Alaska were just like amazing. Like, All right. amazing. Next, like, next fall. <laughs> yes. Yes. My, my dad said, um, he, my, I, we took my parents with us and my dad said like, this is probably the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, and he, you know, in his life. So I'm like, I, I, and like, I, you try to take pictures and it just did not do justice. It was gorgeous. So definitely I would recommend Alaska in the fall. All right. I'm, I'm making that note on the list, the ever-growing list of where we have to go. Right, right. And it was like at the low, like, there, like it's not peak tourism. So like, I, honestly, we were like the only people around. It was, it was actually kind of nice. And there was, like, we kind of felt like we were like the only tourist in Alaska at that time. Wow. And that's a great feeling. And you kind of, you kind of learn like there, there's a big difference between the on and the off season. Uh-huh different places and stuff. So, okay. It's good. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, see? yeah. So one thing I haven't done, we have not yet, um, traveled internationally other than I will say we did. I, I have myself have been to Mexico twice. Um, but I haven't traveled internationally. What's your experience with traveling internationally? We have been all over the world. We have been Europe, South America, Asia. Um, I, I love China. Uh-huh. I adore China. And I, I know that sounds really strange. Um, I'm actually trying slowly to learn to speak Mandarin, which is a really hard process. Uh, I, I love, we've been to Hong Kong, we've been to Beijing, Shanghai, Hangzhou. Again, I've got all these other destinations. And, and, and so the honest reason though, why I love China so much is um, I'm, a, I'm a dedicated tea drinker. Uh-huh. And, if, and that's where the tea is. So, um, <laughs> so that's, that's probably one of my favorite destinations. But I, I love seeing, how, again, the experience of seeing what the rest of the world is like and how yeah. things are so much different and some of the things that we take for granted. And it gives you this whole other perspective yeah. um, on your life when you, when you visit these other places. Um, uh-huh. uh, you know, it, again, one of the things I love about China is it's, it's such a such a contrast like they're they love they love western brands and they're they're getting this middle class and all these sort of luxuries are coming into play but they can't access facebook or youtube 
or Google, like some of these things that seem like necessities in our world. Uh huh. They're just they you just can't access them while you're there. Uh, wow. Wow. It's it's um. I have a friend really um, right now. Um, she's actually in. Um, uh, Pam and I are both in a group on Facebook. Um, uh, uh, like a blogger, like a to business support group, and there's um a mutual acquaintance in that group that's um currently in Hong Kong. And I'm following her, um, stories on Instagram and like the food she's eating looks amazing. And, and just like the, like, like she was at a show, like a robot show. And it was just like, I mean, like you said, like it's such a different culture, but yet like that's to me, like it's what's so intriguing. Like I want to learn about like stuff outside of, you know, just what I know from Midwest America, <laughs> like, I right. want to know, like I want to learn about this and see how other people live. And, and yeah, like in the food, like, I, I go back to the food, like the food she's eating. I'm just like, wow, I don't know what that is, but that looks amazing and scary, but it looks amazing. <laughs> and it is amazing and scary. And, and first of all, I'm not fair who this is so I can follow them too, because I love Hong Kong. It's this wonderful mixture of British culture and Chinese culture. So for if, if you're going to Asia for the first time, I think Hong Kong's like the best place to start uh-huh. <laughs> because there's, there's a lot of, a very English things that you'll recognize. Um, but it's, it's just, yeah, it's so cool to see how they, they just do things differently and the, the food is different and, um, it, it's, I just, I, yeah, I love it. I, it's such perspective and, and just gives you new ideas and lets you kind of get outside of your routines. And I, I love it. Oh yeah. Her pictures are amazing. It's just, it's just so honestly like a hot, like a 180 contrast of like what, like I'm used to. And so, and I think that's a lot of people, um, I, to lead into this, um, for traveling internationally, traveling internationally can, can be kind of scary for some people. Cause they're like oh. completely out of the norm. It's going to a a foreign place at a foreign, like a, literally like a foreign country. Um, you know, there's the, you know, the, the passport of the customs and, and knowing like, and then like you can't speak the language in the area and knowing where to stay and what to do. So what are, from your experience, like what are some tips for someone that maybe like wants to, to you know, dip their toe into international travel, but is just like overwhelmed on like how to even like approach that? Well, and so first I think people, you're right. People get scared about the language issue pretty much everywhere we've been people speak some English and it's so Uh funny because they apologize. They're like, Oh, my English isn't so good. And it's, it's really good. (laughs) Like, no, you're, you speak English. Well, you're, you're good. Um, so there's always ways to communicate there. The English really is spoken, particularly if you're going to places like Hong Kong Uh or Tokyo or, you know, these, these big, international cities, you're going to find plenty of people to speak English. So the, the, the language barrier is not necessarily something to worry about. Um, as far as, you know, you just, you just take a little time and plan. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, we have an exclusive uh, or extensive collection of guidebooks. Uh, so that always helps. Uh, you, you just want to make sure you have your passport and plenty of time. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things that have helped us along the way. We always do research. I'm a big researcher. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, I, I try to figure out, you know, you know, where to go, what to stay. A lot of places you can also find if, if you want to do tours, like if you're really kind of not sure how to explore places. Um, I, this is one thing I, I didn't get to do with my husband on one of his trips to China. Um, uh, but there, there's, for example, in Shanghai, um, a U.S. uh, expat living there 
who he does food tours. Oh, awesome. And so he just takes people around to places, you know, they might not know about and uh-huh. they're really kind of authentic experiences. And, and for, you know, a small fee, he takes them all these places and everything's prearranged. So you don't have to worry about what to order or anything. And, and so looking for those types of experiences yeah. are super helpful. Um, Airbnb is actually super helpful too. We've done that in uh, Paris in particular because you can get a, a room that's typically bigger than your average Paris hotel room. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you can be in a neighborhood and really kind of experience things. And our host, you know, they kind of leave the things you might need. They go here, go there. Here's your umbrella. I've left you, you know, stuff for, for tea and coffee. So traveling internationally, Airbnb is actually a, a pretty good thing to do because you've kind of got a, a guide sort of built in. We are um, Airbnb or VRBO uh, home away. Um, that's yes. all we use when we travel like that. I mean, yes. well, even our Alaska trip, like we had the cutest uh, little cottage that we stayed in that we booked. I mean, it, it's just to me, like that's like the hidden gem of travel is are, are those types of accommodations. Yeah. And we, and we, we do, you know, we've gone both ways. We, we've done, you know, Airbnb. And then again, my husband was doing a lot of stuff with miles and points. So we would save up points. And in, you know, China, we would stay at the Park Hyatt at, uh-huh. in Beijing and Shanghai. So that's a whole other experience of travel. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, Oh, okay. This is, bathroom is bigger than my whole kitchen. So, uh, uh-huh. those are, those are fun experiences too. So, um, you know, just, just slowly venture out, give it a try. Sometimes those tours, but it's, you know, people are really generally, they're friendly and uh-huh. they want to help you. And as long as you go in and, and you're kind and you know how to say please and thank you in the language, uh, you're, you're uh-huh. kind. awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I like, like, as I mentioned before, like I, part of what I love about travel, um, not just, you know, seeing things and experiencing things, but the lessons that can be learned when you're traveling. So, so talk to me about, um, like the, the lessons quote, um, that can be learned from traveling and, and how you maybe incorporate, um, those types of lessons with the work that you do with your clients. Yeah. So, so I think the, probably the first one, and I've, I've written about this on my website several times is enjoying the journey. Uh huh. That is probably the biggest lesson that travel has taught me because as I said, I can kind of really get, um, into my routines and, and not necessarily being present and really focused on, on getting there and this, this long list of stuff that has to be done. And one time it was, it was our first trip to Hawaii. We were stuck on the tarmac. Um, I think it was, there was lightning. They couldn't feel the plane. I don't know uh-huh. what the deal was. One of those reasons why they couldn't take off. And I'm already making a list of the things that I'm going to do when I get back. And we haven't even gotten there yet. And I'm like, whoa, time out, time out. Like this is, this is not how this should be playing out. Like need to be present. Um, kind of the same thing. You know, you're on, you're on a, you know, you're going to be on a plane for 16 hours. You got to figure out how to enjoy that ride. Uh-huh. It's, you just have to do that. So learning to enjoy the process and enjoy the journey that it's not always about the destination. And, and so I totally, the, the minute we walk in the airport, um, here in Springfield where I live, like vacations on, like uh-huh. on. we're just going to have a good time no matter what happens. Um, so that's, that's been a big one for me is learning to enjoy the, the journey. Um, so we talk about that a lot in the gym uh-huh. focused on those results. And it's like, no, let's just have some fun in the process. Let's just think about what we're doing right now. Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And, that, and that, that's really like for anything in life. I mean, career, nutrition, you know, learning a new skill, a new hobby, you know, we get so, especially in today's um, day and age with, you know, you know, technology and instant gratification. I think we kind of forget to, you know, enjoy the process and enjoy the journey. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to be present and, yes. and whatever's going on, that's what's going on. And the, the rest will take care of itself. So uh-huh. we, we do, we talk about that a lot, um, it, both my online clients and in the gym. And and I think the other thing is, you know, if you're on vacation, please don't spend the whole vacation in the gym. Like, yeah. Please don't. I want you to, ex- I want you to experience what's going on on this trip. So, so get out and hike, get out and, and do a bike tour, do, do something fun. Do not, there, there's more to fitness than that time in the gym. And so mm-hmm. really try to, to incorporate that and teach clients that, that it's, it's not about, it's not about always that formal exercise. And, and depending on the goal, you certainly need that, but get out and just, just move, like see the city, experience it. And there's a time and a place for everything. Do not feel bad about, you know, the egg tart or the, you know, whatever, whatever the, the deep dish pizza that you had yes. you in Chicago, don't, don't feel bad about that. When yes. are you going to have that again? <laughs> right. Um, you know, my husband really laughed at me when we were, we went to Paris the first time because I, 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 I'm a, I'm a type one diabetic uh-huh. and I have been for, oh, 30, 32 years. And so I, I really am not a sugar eater because that was kind of the thing when, when I was diagnosed. So like, don't eat sugar, don't eat sugar. So anyway, we're in Paris and all I want is chocolate. <laughs> I'm just chocolate this and chocolate that. And he's looking at me like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know when I'm ever going to get this again. I'm like, right? leave me alone. Like, <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having this chocolate because it's amazing. So so there is a time and a place for everything. That is one of my cardinal rules. And again, if you're if you're in that place where you may never get that that dumpling again or that thing, just do it and don't yes. feel bad about it. So um that that is so true. My friend, you know, um Beth that's in Hong Kong right now, she's typically, I believe, vegetarian. She typically um follows that. Yeah. And but she even talked about like she's like, I'm going to Hong Kong. Like I may never, you know, experience <laughs> this again. I'm going to eat all the foods that I can eat. And she's like, she's eating a lot of seafood, you know, um, sushi, those types of things. And so she's, she's allowing herself to be immersed in the culture and experience that even if it's outside of her normal routine. And then when she gets home, she'll, you know, she'll get back on. So I think that's very, very important. This is not to lose the moment because we're so, you know, tied around like our fitness, you know, routine or our nutritional routine. I mean, obviously if you have like a food allergy or a food sensitivity, you know, we, right. I mean, that's common kind of common sense there, but, but don't like stress over it and just enjoy it. Uh, I know when we were in Alaska, um, I kind of caught myself like, like, uh, working, um, more than I had <laughs> intended. And I was like, wait a minute, I am not like, like I'm not being present and, and enjoying this trip. And like, we're on these long car rides and I'm and in my mind, I'm thinking of like all the things I need to be doing. And I'm like, no, like I'm missing the scenery I'm missing this beautiful, you know, scenery because I'm, you know, on my phone trying to like, you know, put together, you know, work stuff. So being present is so important. It is. And I, I, I try to take advantage. Um, I'm, a, I'm an early riser. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where we have gone, where we are. I always wake up before my husband. So that gives me, it's usually a good hour, maybe hour and a half before he's awake. 
that if I need to check those emails for my online clients, or if there's something I really fully need to handle, mm-hmm. I can do that. Or I, if I don't, then I can, I can do some yoga in the room before he gets up or, you know, yeah. whatever. Or, or the last trip we went on, I would, I would go run before he got up. Um, so, so, you know, this is, we can, we can sort of find a harmony with that and, uh-huh. and take advantage of those moments. And then, so we can be present the rest of the time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know in Alaska, I was uh, an extra early riser. I have a hard time (laughs) adjusting to time zone changes. You know, if we ever do travel, you know, like really far, like, you know, where there's a huge time time difference, I'm going to struggle. I need to like have a week to adjust and then a week for the trip because I mean, just going to like, when we went to Maui and it was like a six hour difference, I think. Um, like we're both like wide awake at like 2 a.m. And then like ready for bed at four. <laughs> but that's the day you go to the top of the, the volcano. Yes, go, yes. Oh, we did not do yeah. that when we were there. Oh. Well, we, we, we went there. That was um, our wedding trip. And so we were like getting mm. ready for, you know, getting married and, you know, right. getting the, the license. And so we've always said that even though that was like a wedding slash honeymoon, like we were so busy with the, even though it was a very small wedding with the wedding stuff, like we want to go back now and just like, just explore. I'm like, I'm like, there's a national park there and we didn't even get to check that off the list. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, no, that, that is, that is my, that is my favorite Hawaii travel tip. I'm like, if you're going to go watch that sunrise, do it like the first or second day you're there. Cause you'll be awake. Go. Yeah. You're going to be awake. <laughs> just take advantage and go. Yes. Um, yes. It, it yeah. is a beautiful experience. I know. Uh, it, it's just another reason to go back to Maui, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> So we, you kind of touched on this earlier, but how do you balance travel and career or what's your advice to anyone that's maybe listening that maybe they own their own business or maybe they work a nine to five job? Like I hear, I hear from so many people like, well, I just don't have the time to take off even though, you know, honestly, they probably do. Or, um, I think it's more of a mental thing of, um, I think also we kind of like, we've kind of created this almost like a, like a society of like work, 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 you know, like, and you know, like you can, you know, do all that stuff when you retire kind of business, but how, what's your advice for how to balance travel and career? So I, uh, balance, I, I don't think balance exists. I, mm-hmm. I like to think more of like harmony. How can you make the two things work together? Uh, and so don't be the person that doesn't take their vacation days. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, always used to, I, I, I was never that person in the community. Me either. Even if I was just staying home, I'm like, I need a break from all of you. And so I would still take that. But if you're, if you're, if you have your own business, it actually, I, it starts with making sure that you're honoring your value. Mm-hmm. So if you are, if you are charging accordingly for your services and you are doing things the way that you want to do them, I'm trying to think how to say this the best way, but if, if you're, if you're in a place where you, you always need to make sure you're, you're asking for what you're worth, I guess is what uh-huh. I'm trying to say. Because if you're feeling like you have to scramble and you're working seven days a week and you just can't take any time off, it, you, you may need to kind of reassess what's mm-hmm. going on. And I say that being in business eight years, first couple of years, I didn't take a whole lot of time off. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, you have to look at that and maybe that's not the time to try to travel internationally. Maybe that's the, the weekend in San Francisco type of, yeah. of travel. Um, so it, it's finding that balance and making, making it a priority. I, I think 
time is a factor for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I also think people think they don't have the money to travel. Yes. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up. That is something that my husband and I learned a long time ago. We actually, every paycheck, we just put money in a travel account and mm-hmm. it started out as $25 a paycheck. And we just put that money in kind of like paying ourselves first. And, and that is kind of to still this day, pretty much what funds our travel is that just, we keep, we keep replenishing that. And if we have an opportunity where there's a little extra, we, we always stick a little extra in there. Um, and it's, it's really not as, as expensive as people think. So you mm-hmm. have, you have to set, this is what I want to do. You have to make the time and then you have to make it a priority too, to financially. It's a trade-off. I mean, I, I drive a, and, and so this is a lot of things in my life. I drive a 14 year old car because that's not a priority to me. Uh-huh. Going to Hawaii is a priority to me. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want to go back to Maui too. Um, so these are, so it's, it's kind of understanding if that's really a priority and if it is, then you have to take the steps to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there are so many, like, like you said, like travel hacks or ways that you can get discounted, you know, airfare or like we go the VRBO, um, Airbnb route simply because yes. it's a lot of time cheaper yes. and we have a full kitchen most of the time. And so like, you're not relying on having to eat out, you know, like all three meals every, you know, every day that you're there. I mean, there are ways to, to plan your trips so that you're not spending, you know, a ton of money. Like I know, like with our Alaska trip, like that was probably actually the cheapest trip we've ever, you know, gone on just because of the way that we budgeted it and, um, the things, you know, the accommodations that we chose and, you know, it, it just, I mean, there's, there's ways around. I think people just automatically like stop gate, like, nope, like travels like out, out of my you know realm, or even you don't have to go like far off. Like, you know, if they, it's about experiencing new things, like we road trip a lot, like we'll drive, you know, eight hours to, you know, to see something or go somewhere, um, just to have that experience. I mean, you don't have to, you know, jump on a plane and fly across the world, you know, for three weeks, uh, you know, right off the bat. So. Right. Cause there's, there's wonderful festivals, national parks, there's all sorts of things within mm-hmm. the U S I mean, I'm fortunate. I have family that live in Fresno, so very close to Yosemite. And so, you know, we can go, either stay with family or do an Airbnb. Um, that, that's where we actually were over Labor Day. Um, if we want to, it's just a short drive to Kings Canyon or Yosemite mm-hmm. and just this wonderful beauty. Um, and you can, you can kind of package it all together. And again, it doesn't really cost that much. Uh-huh. That. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have a client that I worked with, um, in a program over the summer. And, um, it's, it's a program where, I mean, it's completely different than wireless and wellness. It's a, it's a totally different program, but it's, you know, helping, um, people basically like create a fulfilled life. And we do a lot of mindset work and, you know, setting like a personal mission statement and core values and, and aligning everything you're doing with core values. And she, she really wanted to travel and experience things, but it was always like afraid that she couldn't. And, mm-hmm. and at the, at the end of that program, she literally went on a solo road trip herself starting, you know, in, we're in the Kansas city area and starting yeah. there. And she drove through Mount Rushmore and the Dakotas into Yellowstone back through. I mean, it was an amazing, like she was like a life changing trip that she did for herself that she before didn't think that she could do because of work, because of tra- uh, because of money. But yet when she realized that like, that's what was aligned with her core, core, core values, she, like she made it happen. And I was just like, so happy for her to experience that. 
And that's so exciting. That's actually something I, when we got back from, from California, I told my husband, I'm like, you know, I think next year, I think I just want to drive across country to see my family by myself. Cause I've never done a solo road trip like that uh -huh. before. And so that, that's really exciting to me because that's something I, I want to do. And I think it will, I mean, travel can be so empowering for women and, there, yes. and there's, there's some, you know, there's sometimes some, some extra things to, to think about, but it can be very empowering. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just, I really want to do that road trip. And I actually did my first international flight solo last February, uh, which was a little frightening, but at the same time, <laughs> totally fine. Like, all right, I got this. Like I've, I've been here before I can do this. Uh -huh. and, you know, no, no problems. It was great. I actually could do what I wanted to instead of kind of like figuring out what my husband was doing over there. And I'm like, oh, I'm just doing my thing. Cool. So it, it, it can be very empowering for women to go out on a journey by themselves. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's what, that's what her experience was. Like she completely unplugged from social media and everything while she did it. And, um, it just looked when she posted the pictures, when she got back, it just looked like a phenomenal experience for her. That's another benefit of international travel is you can, you can get international, but adding, sometimes adding the plant depends on who you have. It's uh -huh. sometimes can be very expensive or just completely unreliable. And so you just don't. Yeah. And it's extremely, it's refreshing and freeing. Like, oh yeah, I don't have to post like all this stuff. I can just wait till I'm staying in the airport later. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Well, um, what, tell me what your absolute, out of all your experiences, what is your absolute favorite travel destination that you've been to? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Okay. Hard to choose. It is really hard to choose. So I'm going to, can I have two? Yeah. Okay. Because I love, I love Paris because uh. Paris was the first place we went internationally. Uh-huh. And I just, I, I love the food. I love the culture. It's just, you just roam around. Everything's beautiful and historic. And there, there's, I mean, there's just everything and anything. So I love Paris. I also love Shanghai. Uh-huh. I, I, there's, there's a place called Tea City, which it's supposed to be for wholesale, but they'll let anybody buy. It's four stories of tea vendors. Oh, I could wow. spend a whole day. It's a lot of tea. <laughs> it's a lot of tea. That's a, that's a, that's a night you don't sleep. That's a lot of caffeine because they just sit there and they just make you tea. They want you to sample what they're, what they're selling. Uh -huh. Awesome. Just go to vendor to vendor and, and the food and the, the, the spectacle of watching again, kind of all the, the young people and the new wealth and all the changes and the energy and the building. I mean, it's, it's like a circus at night, just walking uh -huh. around and it's just, it's just normal. It's, it's not. And, and so it, th those are probably the two favorite places that, that we've been. Yeah. Awesome. Do you find that when you, when you travel internationally, like people are friendly and welcoming to, you know, um, Americans? I mean, you always hear people say, well, like, you know, they don't, you know, like people, you know, foreigners, you know, uh, people in other countries have their opinions or whatever and, and don't like Americans. I mean, I, I, it's a very broad statement in my opinion, but what has your experience been with that? Are people usually pretty welcoming and accommodating? Oh, absolutely. Every, I, we've always had such great experiences. Um, again, people are, are friendly. They're, they're a little often more reserved than Americans, uh -huh. just depending on where you go. But um, 
as long as you're nice and polite, they're going to be nice and polite too. And, and uh-huh. even, you know, we've had some experiences where, you know, people like cab drivers have asked about like government and this kind of thing uh-huh. and laugh it off because they, they like the people. They may not always agree with what our government's doing, but as people, they, they like us and it's fine. And, and uh-huh. very friendly and very helpful. And, um, you know, a smile is a smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a friend that just went to Ireland, um, I think last month, and he said their cab driver instantly started asking him about American politics. <laughs> and that so, happens a lot. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. Let's, um, like, yeah, let's not go there. Like, let's just, just, where are we going? Tell me something else. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So those are your favorite places you've been. And then this question was not on the, the list that we talked about prior, but okay. where is the one spot that you haven't been to yet that you would, that's on your like the list to get there as ASAP? Oh, okay. So, um, actually, uh, Hawaii, the big Island. Uh-huh. Because I, I have my, my hundred dreams list. So it's not necessarily a bucket list, but uh-huh. it's all these things. I made it the, just for my 40th birthday of all these things that I want to do. And some things are really small. Some things are like seeing a live volcano. Uh-huh. And so that's like, that was where we're gonna, we were going to try to go actually in November. And I, it's just not working out. So I think we'll go either in January or February. So that is absolutely next. Because I really want to go cross that off the list. I actually found um, they have tea plantations also. Oh, there you go. More tea. (laughs) Yes. Apparently the volcanic soil is really good. And I found a a tea plantation slash vineyard that does wine tastings and tea tastings. So my husband will be happy too because he's a a wine aficionado. So uh, that that is next. That is what is actively being planned right now. Awesome. See, I do the same thing. Like I don't call my list a bucket list. I call it an experience list. Ooh. So like, I don't say that I want to go to X location. So like one of them that we wanted to do a couple of years ago and you know, we cross it off and, and actually it's something that we do every year now is like, I want to, you know, see the Aspens in the fall in the mountains. I want to hear the elk bugle in the fall. I want to, I want to hear the loons on a lake in Canada. I want to, like, I want to see, like, I want to, you know, sit on a cafe at a cafe at a busy street in Paris. Like, I don't want to just go those places. Like, I want to, like, actually, like, see and hear things. And so I call it an experience list. Oh, I love that name. Yes. And, and that's the thing. That was kind of me, the dreams list. Like, I want to go to T-City. I want to see a live volcano. I want to go to the Great Wall. You want to, you know, I want to walk across the Great Wall. I want to oh, I would love to do that. Oh, yes. Yeah. I would love to that's, do that. That's an experience. When you're ready to do that, I will tell you all about it because that's all, that's a, that's an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that's something else. So. <laughs> well, okay. I'll, I'll reach out to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I would love to hike to, and hope it pronounces right. But one of my things I've always, always, always wanted to do was I wanted to hike up to Machu Picchu. And I think I pronounced that right. And no, yes. And it's, it's amazing. You have to do it. Oh my gosh. Like I've wanted to do that for years for, I think ever since I saw it, like in a, I can still vividly remember seeing a picture of it in, in like a social studies book in, you know, high school, you know, and I've always been like, man, I want to go there. Like I want to do, I want to see that in person. You need, okay. So you need to put that on your to do soon list because uh, Machu Picchu is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Uh-huh. And you've got all these tourists coming in. And you may have heard this already, so stop me if you have. But you've got all these tourists coming in. And so they're actually like limiting 
how long and how many people can go. So they're making all of these changes. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, so, I better get so down there. That, yeah. You gotta, you gotta get down there as soon as possible. Um, I went, we went two years ago. That was my husband's 40th birthday trip. And then I had a client who went with her mom this time, uh, last, last fall they went. Uh-huh. Um, and it is, it's, it is beautiful. So that, that needs to be on your next. It list. is. It's up there. It's up there. That's funny. Alaska was my husband's 40th birthday trip cool. and mine, um, year before that was, I wanted to just go explore and hike the Pacific Northwest. Um, oh, and so that was yeah. what we did. Like that was, that's a gorgeous area. I'm so sad that, um, you know, so much of that was just affected by the wildfires and, yes. um, uh, so I'm glad we got to go and, and see everything before that devastation happened. But like, that was just an amazing, amazing green, green everywhere. It was just gorgeous. Uh, and I, and I think we're going to start doing a little more kind of within the U S I think uh-huh. we've sort of done it backwards. We've done a lot of stuff internationally and it's yeah. like, maybe we should go to some of these places like around <laughs> where we here. So there's think- a lot, there's a lot for people that if, if, if we have any listeners that absolutely like, like international travels, like off the table, like there are so many gorgeous sites to see in, you know, the continental United States or Alaska or Hawaii. I mean, like th- there's so much that you could spend a lifetime just, you know, visiting the, the 52, I think it's 52 national parks. I mean, yes. it's just like there, there's just so much. And there's such a, there's such a diverse, you know, uh, environment and habitat. Like, um, you know, I wanted to go to the Pacific Northwest because I wanted to like get the mix of the, the green and the, and the coast because it's a totally different coast than like the Florida coast. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, the Colorado, you know, mountains versus, you know, the Smoky Mountains and like, um, we went to Arches National Park um, in we, we went on a hiking trip there uh, last spring, like in April, and like that's a totally different you know scenery. I mean, lots of reds, and you know, it was just there's just so much in this country that you could go see if, if international travels. Like you're just absolutely like, nope, not for me. No, there and there and there's so many ways to even just experience other cultures within the u.s uh-huh. i mean you, know, you go to you go to places like san antonio yep um, or some place like san diego uh chinatown in san francisco is just kind of a, a whole other experience uh-huh. I mean, so many ways to experience life in different ways yeah there's lots to do in the u.s too yes 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 we had the cutest airbnb um in san diego like it was like like it was like a little house up the road from the beach they had converted their garage space into like a little one bread one bedroom studio like um uh room to rent it was just amazing like the the shower was made out of like bamboo with skylights i mean you'd never even know that you were like you know you know in a neighborhood it was like there's just if you do the research there's you can create some amazing trips just with what's what's right around you how cool i love yes i love that that is so cool Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, okay. So we're going to end with the same question. I always ask all my guests is what is your number one piece of advice to someone since we're talking about travel who maybe longs to travel, but is just too afraid, uh, to journey outside their comfort zone. My number one piece of advice is, hmm, let's see. I would say this does sound terrible. I'm stealing like a slogan, but just, just do it. Just, (laughs) just make a plan. This is what's going to happen. Give yourself a deadline and just, just go out and do it. Because so this has my been my mantra the last, since I turned 40, what's the worst thing that could happen? Right. (laughs) What's the 
the worst thing that could happen. Just do it. You know? Yes. It's not that bad. And that's so good. And, and, and even outside of travel, just life in general, like uh, I think we tend to overcomplicate, overthink everything. Like I do that with my, um, I, I will tell people, I think if you even talk in the group about it, um, I overcomplicate fitness for myself. Like I overcomplicate it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to be doing the right workout at the right time with the right weights and the right, you know, this and the right that. And, and then what happens is I just never do it. And so I think that can happen in travel too. Like you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, you know, where to go and you know what. And so we just end up not doing it. So like you said, just like, just do it. Like it's, it's, it's not like we overcomplicate things way too easily. <laughs> we, we do it. May make it so hard. And they're just, just, just say, this is where I want to go. And even just setting the intention of, you know what? I want to go to, you know, Canada. You might be amazed once you set that intention out there that this is what I want to do what you start seeing and noticing, you know, mm -hmm. you start noticing there's a bus travel group that you could go with instead of fly, or then you start seeing the, the deal or you see something through your, you know, your, your colleges, you know, we, we have a large college here and, and they organize trips sometimes. I have uh -huh. a bookstore, rainy day books in Kansas uh -huh. and they do literature tours and guide people. So awesome. you never know when you're, if you just say, this is what I'm going to do what possibilities are going to start opening up to you. Yep. 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 So tell me, tell, um, before we talk, actually, I want to talk about your latest program that you're offering. Um, only because I think it aligns so much. We talked about, like I previously talked about that client that I worked with that, you know, set a personal mission statement and, and aligned her core values. So tell me about, tell the listeners about, um, uh, a mission statement challenge that you're actually running right now. Yeah. So this is, it's called mission accomplished challenge. And it was sort of inspired. I wanted to do something and, and kind of trying to figure out what fit in with my audience, which is, which is typically, it's, it's almost all women, but typically women kind of in their, their stage of like, okay, what, what really do I want to do now with this next chapter? Uh -huh. um, a lot of, a lot of women come to me and they're kind of like, they're, they're at this place where maybe the kids are a little older or they're, they're just feeling like they're, they need something different. Like something has shifted. And so that's kind of where the idea came from. From so basically, what it is, it's, it's a five day challenge. The I, somebody asked me the other day because I said there were five days of exercises, and they're like physical exercises. I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're we're writing and exploring. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, then go ahead. That right because that's where everybody's mind goes. Yes, yes. As soon as I say exercises, it's like we're going to do burpees and figure out our mission statement. <laughs> no, we're going to work through five very simple sort of written exploration type of exercises to help you create your fitness mission statement, what your fit life is, what that compass is for the next chapter. Um, and so that's what it is. It's five days. We've got a Facebook group going on where everybody's kind of sharing the things that they're coming up with. The exercises are really simple. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we are busy women. We have busy lives. So, you know, I try to be them things that you could do in little 10, 15 minute chunks um, and then take those chunks and say, all right, this is what matters to me. This is what the next chapter is going to be life. And a lot of times that translate fitness is fitness is wellness. Fitness is the whole thing. So it, it can translate into other areas of life as yes, well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Um, and I think, 
I think people kind of like, you know, like companies have mission statements, you know, like I, you know, I've worked on developing mission statements at previous jobs and in previous departments. Um, but people don't realize about, you know, like there, there are person like it is, there is benefit to having like a personal mission statement and personal core values. And, and like you said, like creating a fitness mission statement, because it helps you always recenter yourself when things start to get out of control and like you're spiraling, like in a, in the, in a direction that's against that. Like if you come back and be like, this is my mission statement. This is what I want to stay aligned to. Like it, you can just like dial, dial yourself back in. And it makes it easier when you're facing decisions too, to say, okay, does this yep. really align with what it is that I'm wanting to do? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say no to that. Or like, yes, I'm going to embrace that because that aligns with what it is I'm trying to accomplish um, for myself, my health, my wellness. So it, it really is. So I, I'm, we're just having a lot of fun. Like, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's five days. It's not all encompassing. And, and every day you get an email with an exercise that said 10, 15 minutes to come up with this mission statement to uh-huh. do whatever kind of is, is next. So if you're not quite sure where does you want to go or what you want to do, it's a really good way to, to sort of dial that in. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I will include a link to that in the show notes for the listeners that might want to join. Fantastic. And then where else can they find you out there? You know, thrivepersonalfitness.com is my website. That's the best place to find all the other ways to find me. If you just go Mm -hmm. to the website, that way, if you want to sign up for the email list, you'll find my links to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can, if if you go thrive fit, that's my handle there, but Uh if you go to thrivepersonalfitness.com, that is the easiest way to find all the different stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I love talking about travel just because I think it's, it's just so much more than just the destination. There's, there's so much to be learned in the journey of travel itself. So I'm so happy you joined me today to talk about that. Um, and we will include a link uh, to all of uh, your, where, where, where our listeners can find you and hopefully connect with you. Um, but again, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, we will talk to you soon. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Pam. I will include links to her website, Thrive Personal Fitness, in the show notes, as well as um, you can join her Mission Accomplished Challenge if you head over to that link. And then, of course, uh, since this is a travel episode, Wanderlust and Wellness has put together a quick downloadable travel checklist to kind of keep you healthy while traveling. And you can go and grab that at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash travel checklist. And then, of course, if you are a blogger or you are just interested in creating a location independent career or a career of your own that allows you to travel more, you can join our Facebook group, Blogger to Course Creator at www.wanderlessandwellness.org forward slash Facebook group. And in there, you'll learn how to take your passion and turn it into a profit by creating a uh, your first online course. We're joining, uh, we're gathering in the Facebook group while we are waiting for the actual Blogger to Course Creator Academy doors to open later this year. So thank you again for joining this, us this week and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and subscribe to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast to enjoy all of our upcoming episodes. And while you're there, go ahead and drop us a review. And be sure to follow Wanderlust and Wellness at www.wanderlustandwellness.org or jump on our mailing list to get instant access to all of our recipes, Wanderlust tips, and resources on how you can take your blog 
to the next level with online courses at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash email. And speaking of blogging, if you're ready to stop worrying about page views and ad revenue and start creating a profitable online course that will complement your current blog content and bring in revenue, then join our Blogger to Course Creator Facebook group at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash blogger to course creator. Please note that I am not a registered dietitian or a medical professional. The views I express are mine alone based on my own experiences and should not be taken as medical advice. Please speak with a medical professional before making any changes to your current routine.